what are you grinning at? <laughs> Not, man. Hold on. <laughs> see, it seems like I know you're up to something. I am not. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. You can do it, baby. I love you so much. Test one, two. Test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. And Padow, here we are. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski. What's up, you bastards? Hey, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. That was a coffee burp. That smells extra good. Ooh. Ooh, do you like the way a burp tastes sometimes? Usually not. I'm usually pretty offended by my own burps. My farts don't smell, but I've been told. Our old producer, Edgy, once told me, like, dude, that's obnoxious what you just burped out. Oh, really? Your burps oh, yeah. expel all your fart juice. I think it goes the other way with me, right? <laughs> right. That's yeah. something. Uh, I once had a, a sickness, and I don't know what... I never got it diagnosed, I'll tell you that. But I burped up these uh, scrambled eggs for... I don't know, three or four months of my life. Like, would do mean? it all day long. Like, you had scrambled eggs in the morning and you physically like the odor, or you were <laughs> yeah, burping the, the sulfur oh. taste of. I Even if I didn't eat eggs, every time I burped, it would just. My mouth would fill up with like that sulfury egg smell. Yeah. Yeah. I did it for four months, and then one day, by the grace of God, uh, I prayed it away. I mean, I went away, dude. I mean, I haven't had it since, so I can only assume. God works in mysterious ways. And so does the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Holobruski. Welcome to the show. Where would I find a website on this fine program? Oh, on the interweb. It's thevocalminority.net. That's thevocalminority.net. Welcome to the show. Steve, uh, how long has it been since you trimmed your little bushy bushy? Are you ready for this? Wow, is this my new theme song for Backyard Fuse? That's good. Yes, I like that. Brewski on, a, uh, on an idle Saturday texted you, your uh, friend Nick and said, like, I got a perfect theme song for Steve's bush trimmings. <laughs> and there it is. In the bush. Trimming the bush in the bush. It's a new segment here on the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Well, uh, I did some trimming uh, recently because I'm back out in the dating world, but uh, it's winter here in Tahoe. So this is the time of the year I have to do it in my bathtub and get cubes (laughs) everywhere. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's why I do it outside. Yeah, but if you're actually doing it to help the birds, like this is when they need your pubes the most to make their nests. I never said that. That's your wife's theory. I never said that I was doing this for anyone's good but my own. And that was Brewski's theory. Yes, that? it was mine. But yeah. well, do you not see the logic? I know I'm being some for some reason admonished for this, but who wants pubes all over their bathroom? I go outside in nature. No, I, I I'm not I'm not judging, dude. We made a theme song for you. We're celebrating you. I think there's a little judgment going on. Yes, I don't think so, dude. I love that you trim outside and have neighbors would be like, "Oh man, the freaking pube guy's out again. Look at the pube guy. He's over there. <laughs> He's it's outside. A, it's a dead zone in my yard. No one can see it. Okay, okay. Or the core criteria. <laughs> okay." Uh. Oh. Oh, they're showing off. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, but yes, yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing a little clothes shopping, a little manscaping, like getting myself ready for the one in a hundred currently chance that somebody may see me without clothing on. You you can bring that up to a hundred percent. I mean, there's no reason you can't just pull your dick out. Uh, it's there's rules I understand in, yeah, in society, backyard, so. but you could just you know you can do a flash. What's wrong with an old fashioned you know trench coat flash? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's me too woke deal. era. Why can't I flash in <laughs> public anymore? I mean, it's getting ridiculous, people. Right? States' rights. Come on, if they allow you know, it here. Damn you know, speaking of that, there were these three old ladies sitting on a park bench mm. and a flasher walked up to him and he walked over to the first one and he opened his coat and she went oh, and had a stroke. And then he went to the second one, opened his coat. She went oh, and had a stroke. He mm. went to the third one and opened her, his coat. She went oh, 
but you didn't have a stroke because their arms are too short to reach. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I was going to say, I always hope for a stroke whenever I expose myself. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, all I'm saying is we could bring back a flash now, now and again. It's not that big of a deal. All right. Well, if we're going to stand up for social causes, I think that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Bring back flashing. I'm only a fan of it if it's trench coat. Like, you know, old old, de- old detective hat and a quick, you know, trench coat open. Well, yeah. I actually have a, a picture uh, that some, I saw someone post online, and it was the flash from the comic book. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and he's standing there with a trench coat on and his coat wide open. And it's a view from, of him from behind. Uh, I'm sure the Flash is up to all sorts of shenanigans. I mean, he's too fast to Flash. Right. I do feel sorry for his girlfriend. I assume he's, you know, done rather quickly. (laughs) He should should be an idol of us all, dude. Like, I last way longer than the Flash. Like, give me some credit here. I'm glad you keep asking about my uh, manscaping and pew trimming. So, uh, does everyone feel up to date? Yeah, I think we're good. I think we can move on. Yeah, if you feel trimmed, if you feel ready for flashing or a lady, uh, we're good with it. I just want to check in. I'm hoping I don't have to trim again before someone may see it because I, I trim once every about three months. So, and I'm uh, I'm officially at four months right now of uh, of not getting any action. It's uh, creeping in on me a little. And you right. have the courage to go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Brewski and I are on two different ends of this thing, you know. Brewski has been fasting for years, oh, whereas I've only been fasting for a short time. So I got, I got the hunger. Damn pain. funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, everything is relative, right? I yes. Guess so. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I told Steve this morning, I said, remember, your masturbation is like vitamins. You have to do it every day for it to work because you get a little loopy when you step outside of a couple of days of no masturbation. It's related to prospects. You know, I, I thought of late I had a prospect, so I was kind of feeling pretty good about life. And uh, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe not so much. Um, uh, Brewski, I haven't kept you in the loop on this, but I, uh, I just had what I can only consider to be the worst dating experience of my life and something no. I'm going to be talking to my shrink about for, I don't know, the rest of my fucking life. Cause this is this the, the, the brat buddy. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, so man. Get this. And you know, when I say worst dating story, I don't mean any sort of long-term relationship. I just mean when you're out dating and you know, yeah, thinking you might have a good possibility for something to happen. Yeah, especially with this one. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate well, that you guys understand why I was excited about this woman. I mean, yeah. I met a woman who I felt was carved from a chunk of clay by the gods just for me to play with, because. She checked every box. I mean, age appropriate, no kids, very good looking, insanely intelligent, uh, a big fan of Marvel movies, Star Wars, and she was a brapper. She rode dirt bikes. She has her own KTM. We thought it was going to come together. It was it was perfect in theory. It was perfect, yeah. and everything was kind of lining up, all the stars, and... Uh, <sighs> It was comically perfect. I text Nick the other day. I'm at home on a Friday night. She's out watching dirt bike races, and she texts me like brap, like with all B-R-A-A-A-P. I'm out watching dirt bike. I'm like, this woman is so perfect for me. I have such a comically big crush on her. Oh, so, hey, dude, this is yeah. a possibility that maybe she had a penis, dude. Maybe she had a, she has a penis. Okay, I I'm appreciate just, that you're trying thought, to make me feel better. I should have seen all of this coming, I guess, because nothing is ever as good as it seems. Nothing possibly work out that well. So yes, I've been. You're throwing me off with the music beds. What the fuck is Ario Speedway? <laughs> well, tell your story. <laughs> You're just triggering copyright violations as I try to put my heart on the line here. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I get Eye of the Tiger if I'm fighting. What the fucking Ario Speedwagon? No, just go, dude. Kevin Cronin, he's talking about, you know, relationship issues. Right. Okay, sure. All right. So, anyways, I find this woman that seems insanely perfect for me. We go out on our first date, Brewski. This was on like a Tuesday last week. And. We talked for hours. I mean, literally, the restaurant had to come over and tell us, like, hey, guys, we're actually closing. Can you uh, get out of here, please? Great time. And near the end of that, I asked her, I'm like, hey, do you, you know, how are you feeling? You want to do this again? And she was like, absolutely. Like, I think you're a really great guy. This has been a great conversation. Like, I'm free the rest of this week. So we ended up going out on our second date two days later. 
Oh, nice. The first one went so well, and all the conversation leading up had been so well. So now two down, and the end of the date brings conversation of like, yeah, let's keep this going. So, yes, we immediately go out two nights later. And as is my habit, what what'd we go do, Brewski? You remember what my second date always is? Dinner at your house? No. <laughs> that's hopefully the third date. No, second, second date is axe throwing. Oh, I, I didn't know. That. That's the standard now. I didn't know that's the it's just so if she gets out of line, you can fucking kill her right at the place. You know, like, you can sure. end the second date quickly. In hindsight, I should have just put myself out of my misery on that. <laughs> oh, no. So we went axe throwing again. Great time. I mean, we were just chatting the whole night. I mean, this woman is an engineer. She's so smart. I was telling her about radio transmitter problems, and she had, like, intelligent. We, we had a whole discussion about fire suppression systems. I mean, it got really oh, nerdy. Wow. wow, that yeah, was really, really compelling conversation. <laughs> You were having fire suppression. This wow. is what I'm talking about. The level of nerdiness we got into. I mean, we talked about Marvel and dirt bikes for an infinite amount of times. But okay, yeah. I mean, my point is, we were we were gelling and vibing and having a good time. We were throwing axes. She could have ended it right then and there, but we went out and got dinner again after throwing axes. Same thing. Restaurants like, hey guys, starting to close up here. And, and near the end of that date, you know, I, I, I asked her as we're sitting there talking, I was like, I, you know, I got to tell you, like, you're, you're really an amazing woman. Like, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Like, are you feeling the same way? And she told me like, yeah, I'm having a great time. Like, you're, you know, a fascinating guy. Like, it's so easy to hang out with you. We're having fun. I'm like, all right. So are we doing this again? She's like, yes, yes, absolutely. So then I walk her to her car. I, I'm wondering like second date, like I should go for the kiss. Otherwise I'm going to get in friend zone here. And I didn't get the vibe that she wanted the kiss. Um, we did hug, and it was sort of a little extended hug or whatever. Sure. But, you know, um, I'm driving home, and she immediately texts me, like, hey, I made it home safe and sound. I had another great night with you. Like, such great conversation. And and I was on the phone with Nick, of course, saying, like, damn it, dude. I did it again. I didn't go for the kiss <laughs> after the second date, you know? Like, Ugh. And I decided I'm just going to ask her. So I texted her back. Like, I had a great time, too. I decided I was going to put it on me, though. I said, like, don't mistake my shyness for, like, not being interested. I, I wanted to go for the kiss tonight, but I just I wasn't feeling it quite right. And, and she replied and was like, no, I appreciate you being a gentleman. Like, I just I want to take this slowly. So as long as you don't you know, mind that, like, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Good. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, everything up to this point is all silver and fine. It's all good. Finish. Here we go. Right. I don't think I'm overanalyzing or anything here. No. Uh, that weekend she was traveling, Brewski, and she kept like, "Hey, I'm at the airport. I'm safe and sound oh. in my destination." Like she's checking in with me throughout all these things. Yeah. This, this made it safe to wherever I'm going. I'm, I just want you to know I'm here. These are things you do as a relationship is forming, in my opinion. You don't just check in with a stranger, or some guy you're. Casually Absolutely. I am with you 100%. Yes. I think that is a true tell, dude, because that is, I know, you know what, you know who I tell I'm safe, <laughs> you know, usually my wife and yeah, I'll tell Steve, oh, hey, we landed. And sometimes I'll tell my mom wants to know, let me know when you guys land. Like you, I'm telling people I love, I, I don't just tell anyone else that. Yes, exactly. So. She gets back from this out-of-town trip. I say, hey, you know, you want to go out on Thursday? We can do a little hike. And she's like, can't do a Thursday, but Saturday. I'm like, okay. She said no, but then she suggested a second option. So this is now our third date getting together. We meet up to go snowshoeing up here in the mountains. And we had a date that if you saw it on, like, The Bachelor or something, you would say, like, oh, that's obscene. Like, it would never be that picture perfect and such a beautiful outing. Like, obviously, Hollywood scripted this all. Perfect day, perfect weather, snowfall perfect, perfect scenery. You guys are both amped up to be there. Yes. So we meet up and we uh, we snowshoe out to this peak overlooking Lake Tahoe, got the snow off a rock, and she had brought food for us to have a picnic out there. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Right. So we snowshoe out there. We're sitting on this rock looking out at Tahoe. We're having a picnic that she brought. And and again, we're just chat, uh, chatting up the world. We're again talking about Marvel and dirt bikes. And, and then she started getting into some dating stuff where she was like, you know, she, this woman is six feet tall. Like she's a tall woman. And she starts telling me like, you know, boy, dating has been hard. Like I refuse to date a man who's shorter than me. I'm so happy that you're, you know, you're six foot two and I'm six foot. So. I'm like, okay, good. I'm checking off all these things on her list, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, okay. 
Now, this woman's about to leave for an extended little trip she has coming up for related to her job. That's a whole other thing. But So I knew that our time was limited before she was going to be leaving for a bit. So we're out there. We're having this beautiful picnic in the snow of mountains. We're hiking out there together, and we start to head back towards the car. And I start asking her, like, hey, what's the next week look like for you? And she basically says, like, you know, I'm kind of booked up for the rest of this next couple of days before I go out of town. So I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, I got to have some sort of resolve on the end of this. I can't just let her leave for an extended period and not know what's going on. And again, third freaking date. All of these signals that I've discussed thoroughly with Nick the Woman Whisperer and my therapist. My therapist is convincing me, like, this woman's giving you all the signs, you know. Yeah. (laughs) She's into you. She's into you. So we're almost back to the car and I say to her, I say, Hey, listen, you know, you're, you're leaving soon. And this is the last time I'm going to see you. So where, where are we taking this from here? A solid question, by the way, just so you can know how she's feeling like, you know, are we, you know, going to try and pick this up when you get back or am I going to talk to you while you're gone? That whole thing. You need to know. Right. All sounds credible right now, Brewski, correct? Absolutely. I would think this is perfectly fine and perfectly reasonable to ask this question based on how everything has gone thus far. She starts tripping on her tongue and she says, I don't (laughs) quite know how to say this. And I say, well, honesty works just fine for me. So go ahead. What is it? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking she's, I don't know. I I was going to tell you she loves you or something. It was something good, right? positive I felt that you were coming. Or she was going to say, like, I'm dying of cancer or I met another man or something. I have a penis, you know. Yeah. This woman says to me, she says, all right, honesty is the best policy. All right. I'm not physically attracted to you. (gasps) Three dates and she's not physically attracted to you? Yes. I want to know when she said it, did time stop for a minute? Like, were you quiet for a minute and she ended on that note or was it, did she start talking again right away? Well, she kept talking and I'll tell you exactly what she said, but my heart dropped where I'm just like, what, wait, what, where, how is this coming? I thought we were, I thought this was the start of something. Like we were talking about riding. We were talking about going to races this summer together. She at one point told me, you're going to love my mother. Like she's so funny. You're going to love all. Uh, like, she said you were going to love her dad. Yes. I mean, when you talk about uh, as a girl meeting my dad and that possibility that it's going to happen, it, like it's, you're, you're serious about what's happening. Yes. So she says, I'm not physically attracted to you. Um, I think you're an amazing guy. Like you're so fun and funny and we're hanging out together. It's going great, but I'm just not physically attracted to you. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I understand how mean this sounds and I probably should have come up with a better way to say this, but, um, yeah, I just, I'm not attracted to you. And I was, I, I felt insanely awkward, insanely humiliated. Like you're telling me you like everything about me except the way I look like, ouch. It's real. I mean, it's real harsh. And when she says, uh, oh, I should have thought of a better way. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Yes, you should have. And there's a million and one of them I could list for the rest of the night. You know, all she had to say was, I'm not feeling a romantic spark here. That could have been a very, you know, it still would have hurt. But to say it's because of the way you look, I'm not physically attracted to you. Right. And good grief. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Brad Pitt, but I'm in good shape. And a lot of women have told me I'm a good looking, handsome man. I mean, listen, why would she go on three dates uh, if she thought she was, you know, uh, dating a a Cyclops? You know, she said that she was hoping it would blossom by the third, but that it hasn't. And um, I'm really sorry. Right. You remember I told you maybe a couple of months ago, like maybe you would find a woman in your dating that right out of the gate, you don't think like, wow, she's beautiful. But as you get to know her, you her beauty may blossom for you in a sense because she's so cool. Right. But you have to like her in the you have to think she's attractive to some degree in the beginning for that to happen and to say i'm not attracted to you like yes you should have thought about that because i'm not sold on that's exactly what she meant but too late she said it out loud to your face and you'll never forget it no and she gave herself an opening to amend her statement like boy that sounded mean like then quickly tell me that I'm just you don't like <laughs> redheads or something, or you don't like beards or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And by the yeah. way, we met online. She only had my pictures to go off of at first. 
And yeah. your pictures are fresh. They're not 10 years old. Like when you show up, you you know, oh, that's the guy from my dating page. That's him. Yes. And what you just said would make sense where someone, eh, I'm not, they're kind of okay. But then you get to know them and you're like, you know what? Now my heart's opening to the idea. Yes. It was the opposite. Like the more she got to know me, she was like, yeah, I can't muster up the possibility of even kissing you, let alone having sex with you. <laughs> oh my like, gosh, oh, dude. I mean, wow. I mean, we've all, I think, dated women where we're like, eh, I don't know. Like, she's kind of cute, but she's not the best. But, you know, then you, you fool around and like, oh, she's good in bed or there's a spark. This woman could not even muster that first tear of holding my hand or kissing me. Like, I wasn't even minimally acceptable, good looking enough after three dates and all of this chemistry and magic and shared interest and riding dirt bikes and what no i'm not attracted to you it's not you as a person it's the way you look yeah i don't is is there anything is it is that the harshest thing you could imagine hearing yes welcome to my life because i will tell you i've had this happening my entire life and i don't say i don't say that to have anybody say oh no you're a good looking guy in your own way and all that sort of thing it's never easy when someone says it to you, but I've had it happen so many times. And part of the reason this is because I always go for really attractive women. Yeah. What, you feel like you're shooting out of your league, you mean? Oh, I'm always trying to outkick my coverage. Absolutely. <laughs> and it never gets any easier. It doesn't. Well, how far in, though, do you get before? Have you ever been on multiple dates where someone's finally like, yeah, I actually don't like the way you look? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I'm glad you can relate because it fucking sucks. Doesn't oh, my it? God. Yeah. <laughs> and then you immediately just start getting angry and you're like, thank you for wasting my fucking time, you know, and right. my, my money. You know, I could have gone to the bar and gotten drunk on my own and, yeah. and, and that sort yeah. of thing. You know, you know what? If, if someone's going to say that to you, at least have the decency to uh, pay your own tab. You know, like, let's do this Dutch. If you're not attracted to me and there's no chance, then, yeah, at least pay for yourself. That's funny. She always tried to split the t- uh, the check with me. Maybe that was why, <laughs> you know. like oh, well, We've all got one of those friends who's like, oh, let me get that with, you know. Uh, alligator arms. Alligator arms, you know. I'm sure. Come on. If she wanted to pay well, for it, she could have. Yeah, it, it definitely was a little bit of a waste of time. And just, oh. I don't understand, like, how we made it that far in before she finally said, like, I'm not physically attracted to you is what the exact words physically attracted to you like that will haunt me for the rest of my freaking life only if you let it uh, only if you let it dude that's not how trauma yeah. works well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> dude, listen it sticks it sticks for a lot you can say oh well, I, you know it's better off and and that sort of thing but it's gonna stick and it's gonna it's not gonna go away anytime soon and oh, I, and i'm not trying to to make you feel bad or anything like that, but it's not something that goes away easy at all. No, I spent the next 24 hours just thinking I was some unattractive slob of an unworthy piece of crap because this woman just literally said, well, I like everything about you. Just can't stomach the way you look. We've always had this uh, society where, and I'm not trying to diminish this at all, but where we say like uh, women have it so hard to date, dude. Like, you know, they got to be careful. You know, they could be raped. You know, there's a lot of pigs around, but we don't oftentimes talk about how hard it is for a guy to go to someone they're attracted to, whatever the level may be, and try and date you and to have you be such a shithole person that you either said that on purpose and you just you're one of those people that's like i just tell the truth you know like i'm just blunt it's just who i am or you don't have any compassion to be like you know what would i want someone to say that to me if i needed to say it here's different ways i could do it i mean what a shithole thing to do and women don't understand the courage that it takes for a guy to say like wow, I'm interested. Like, what do you think? Like, there's something to say about being a decent person and not being a shitbag and saying something like that. Yeah. And I truly did not get that impersonation off of her that, you know, that she had a dark soul or whatever. But, you know, like I said, she immediately realized, boy, that was kind of mean the way I just said it. But she didn't amend it. She could have texted me since and been like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. That was really harsh. What I meant was I prefer men with dark hair or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Even posthumously, she could have just lied to, you know, make uh, to to destroy me. She could have said I was so nervous to talk to you that I just vomited. You know, I apologize. That's not exactly what I meant. Yes. And as we've talked about on the show, I've had to break a few hearts where I've had to tell people I've dated for 
short period. Like, yeah, no, and I, I don't think this is going to work. But we've talked about on the show that you have to do that in a very delicate fashion or you're going to destroy this person. Could yeah. you fathom if I, a guy, called a woman up and was like, listen, baby, it's just the way you look. It's your looks. I don't like your looks. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I would be correctly roasted uh, across the interwebs and every woman I know in my life would come and fly up here and kick me in the nuts. You yes. told a woman it was her looks. You couldn't even be smart enough to make up some other reason. Do you know what that just yeah. did to that woman? Yeah. Oh, so that's why I say I think this was officially my worst dating experience just because of how far we got in on the three dates and all of this connectivity. And, and yeah, I mean, it was a double whammy for me because not only did I lose a woman that I was excited about, but then to lose her while getting kicked in the fucking nuts like that. Yeah. Wow. You should have texted her when you got home and said, just want to let you know I made it home safely. You fucking bitch, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, thanks, big bird. I made it home in one piece just fine. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, dating hey. sucks. I would have rather been ghosted than have someone say, like, I like your personality. I just don't like the way you look. Like, Oof, yeah, I'll be talking to Misty about that this weekend for the next <laughs> 20 years of my life. Like, oh, my. you know, you, you guys said that that she could have said something like there were no romantic sparks. I actually had a disagreement when I first moved to Seattle. I went on a date and I took the bus, Nick, down to Renton and I met her there and she picked me up and we went and had dinner. And after the date and I'm taking the I took the bus back up to Seattle um, I called her when I got home and, and she said, oh, there were no romantic sparks. And I said, so you weren't attracted to me. And she's like, no, that's not what that means. Mm. Yes, that's exactly what it means. I think it is what it means, but it's yeah. a nicer way to say it. Yeah. It's one thing to say there's no sparks here, but to say it's because of the way you look. Like, what would you say, Bruce, is your all-time like nightmare dating story? Here's a really weird one. Probably about 22 years ago. So this woman comes to pick me up for a date and she has a car. I didn't have a car at the time. And she comes and gets me and I go to get in the car and she says, no, 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 backseat. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? what? Backseat? Okay. She has an SUV. She's driving, right? Okay. <laughs> this is before Uber. So it could have been a mistaken Uber. Yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. So this woman, and I remember her name exactly. Her name was Tanya. She was probably 26. She had been married and divorced three times. Mm, yeah. mm, she's doing well. So she picks me up and I go to get in the back seat and there's another woman sitting in the front seat. Okay. Mm. And I'm like, oh, could this night be getting a little interesting? <laughs> you know, right? No, we do We go and we stop off at another house and some other guy gets in the car and sits in the back seat with me. And I'm okay. kind of like, okay, this is kind of weird, but okay, maybe she's doing a double date, right? Yeah. We drive and we end up over in Kirkland at the Shark Club. It's a meat market. It's not a place over in Kirkland. We yeah, I know there. that place. This is not your vibe, dude. It is not and your vibe. Not at all. So, anyway, so we get inside and she gets excited because she sees these other two women. So now there are four women, two guys, and I'm like, this is really weird. Four more guys come walking over, and it's a cattle call, basically. These four women haven't decided which guys that they might be interested in. So they all, they no. All started, Are you kidding all, me? No, I'm serious. And she so they says, brought like 10 guys on a date to try to pick two of you? It was literally like The Bachelor or something? Yeah, it was all four of the women were going to pick one guy. But like each one of them brought different guys. Like one of them was talking to this guy. One of them was talking to that guy. I looked at it and I was just like, what's going on here? She's like, well, we weren't sure who we might like. So we all brought guys and everything. And I said, what? is this a date or is this a fucking field trip? Right. I was just like, this is not happening. I'll see you later. And I took a cab back to, to Capitol Hill, which cost me over 30 bucks. <laughs> you you, uh, you pulled out from, from being judged before they were going to judge you? Absolutely. I wasn't going to stick around and compete with other guys. Not at all. Not at what all. What a nightmare, dude. That is something, dude. That I mean, that sounds like a, a Saturday Night Live bit. I mean, that doesn't sound like real life. That's crazy. That yeah, is a yeah. comical disregard for another human's feelings to just uh, literally create a casting call, a cattle call out there. Pretty wow. much. Pretty much. Now, now, here's another really quick one for you. Uh, yeah. I met this woman named Von Dell. She comes and picks me up in my apartment, and we're going to this bar up on Aurora. Now, I don't know anything about Seattle at this point. Nothing good is off Aurora. <laughs> yeah. Crack yeah. horse, I mean. <laughs> so, so we go in, we're having some drinks. 
and she's telling me she's a dart shooter, so I'm shooting darts with her. She goes and she disappears, and she's at the bar, and I see her talking to a guy. And it's like, it's okay, no big deal, and that sort of thing, right? I look over again. Now, all of a sudden, she's got the guy's arm, and she's writing on his arm. This is where it really gets bad. As I go to walk over, she's making out with the guy at the bar. <laughs> Dude. Making out with him. Are you d- little drunk yet, or is this at the no, beginning? No, okay. I maybe I maybe two drinks in, if that. So this is this is like not even like getting started for me. Wow. And I'm just like I don't effing believe this. Wow. And and I go to leave, and she comes outside. She's like, Hey, where you going? Where you going? I'm just like, What do you mean? Where am I going? Obviously, you've got other things going on this evening. You're taking that way out of line, and, and <laughs> we're, we're just on the- <laughs> How else could you take it, dude? I know. And I love how you remain proper by saying, like, obviously you've got other things happening this evening. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) So so she gets all huffy, and I I walk away, and I happen to see a bus coming. I got on it, and it was heading towards downtown. I took a chance that I would figure out how to get home from there. You should have pushed her in front of it. Here's the kick in the balls. Not even two weeks later, I get an email. I'm like, what's going on here? It's one of her friends reaching out to me because they're inviting me to a surprise birthday party for her. And make sure you bring a gift, they said. Oh. <laughs> oh, Did you reply? Yeah, I told her a GTFO. And, yeah. and then I was just like, I'm not showing up. No. And these are the kind of women that are now complaining to their friends. I don't know why I can't meet a good guy. You know, yeah. all the good guys are taken out there. Uh, and I'll tell you, too, the problem this causes is it's a vicious cycle. Because now I'm like, I'm going to find some woman. I'm going to screw her over. I'm, I'm going to yeah. pump her and dump her. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not put, putting on the charm with the next woman. Like, I, I'm going to, you know, I just... it creates animosity towards dating in general and it's going to come out some way and someone else i have an article that ties into all this of uh reasons that men are struggling in today's modern dating world so i thought we could run through a couple of these let's see if brewski and i have encountered these maybe in the your pre you know marriage days nick maybe you've encountered some of these as well but okay uh, it sucks dating out there. It's It sucks. It just absolutely sucks. There's all sorts of games and shenanigans going on. Online dating is the only intelligent way to meet anyone nowadays, but I've run into people that are still married, going through divorce. They're not serious. I've been catfished multiple times. I seek them out. I figure them out. I haven't fallen for it, but you know, I've, I've definitely had people try to catfish me recently. It's, it's freaking ridiculous. It's out there like crazy. There's a TV show about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. First thing on this list, uh, I think this is a modern thing, you know, cell phones and internet, you know, online dating or whatever, but ghosting, the vanishing act. I have oh, had yeah. this happen, um, not only in online dating, but in my real life. I've had two different women just poof, <laughs> where'd they go? <laughs> you know, like. Do you think it's the better way than what happened to you? Would you have rather been ghosted? That's the thing, you know, now that I know what she was going to say to me, like if you gave me the choice between her just vanishing or telling me that soul-crushing information, yeah, I would have picked ghosting for sure. And at least that would have allowed me to insert my own reason. She doesn't want kids or she doesn't, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I would have rather have had that for sure, but... You know, there I've had chats going on in online dating that's going great, and then I log back in and they're just gone. It just God. seems like such a waste of time for you guys, dude. I mean, a yeah. lot of it. It absolutely is. But you got to play the game, and then yeah, but you can just vanish nowadays or stop replying to texts, and it's a common phenomenon. Yeah, it's yeah. an easy way to just move it along with no accountability. Yeah. And like I was talking about this vicious cycle thing, I had a couple of women who I brought up on the show, the uh, Mavericks uh, bomber jacket woman that had all the sun exposure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was literally at the point of like, I should go out with this woman. We'll get a cup of coffee. I should do what Nick's saying, meet her in person. This stuff happened. I went down my list the other day. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. I don't. (laughs) Ghost, 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 ghost. No more compassion, dude. No. But you're right. This is the cycle, dude, of everyone on the dating websites. This is what you become. You know, so down on everybody and bringing so much baggage to a relationship that you may get into because you've been, you know, crucified so many times. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, this next one on the list, I don't even know what this term was. uh, Zombieing, Brewski, are you familiar with this? No, I'm not. It's like an endless cycle of 
texting and that sort of thing, but you're never actually meeting. It's kind of the opposite of ghosting. This is when you resurrect stuff from the past all of a sudden. Zombieing is a term that applies uh, to the act of an ex-partner reappearing in someone's life after a period of silence. Ah. And, you know, anytime I have these setbacks, I start going through my old Rolodex of, yeah, maybe let's see what Laura's doing in Seattle. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. how's Dottie doing? Maybe I should reach out to Dottie now. Like, oh, I hate it because I move on from these things, but then you have these setbacks. And I don't know why my brain does this, but I go back to, well, maybe I should resurrect something before. Because it's easy, because- dude. Yeah, it's easy because there's a base there. And, you know, Dottie thought I was good looking or whoever thought, you know, and now I've just my ego has been destroyed. So I try to seek out the easiest way to find someone who thinks I'm attractive. Yeah. 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 For just you need to be validated, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't blame you for seeking that out at all. Oftentimes, uh, exes, you know, if they're both single at the time, often get together for, you know, sexcapades because they already know each other. It's already comfortable. Yeah, but I can't have that. I don't think it's sexcapade. Come on. I don't think, honestly, it's good for your mental health, especially yours. It probably isn't, but I want that short term gratification of sure. Your mind. Like, I wanted a relationship, and now I'm like, I, you know, screw it. If friends with benefits, I'll take it. And no, that's not healthy. I should not be doing that. But that's when I get in these wounded stages, that somehow makes sense to me. I get it, dude. No judgment. I think I would feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next one on the list here, the uh, modern problems uh, for men out there dating, like I just brought up, is catfishing. Happens all the time. And the red flag I've noticed with catfishing is two things. One... If the woman's really good looking, that's an immediate red flag. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If, yeah. if they're too good looking or the picture's too perfect, yeah. I, it's it's not real. No, that's a common red flag I've noticed. Like, boy, she's insanely hot. Somewhere there's an insanely hot freaking girl next door that's like, no one ever clicks on my profile. <laughs> like, I can't get out of this. I told you that once. I was like, there's this hot woman. She's got to be a catfish. And so I was just, I immediately started, like, making fun of her and taunting her. And I was like, well, either I drove the catfish away or some insanely hot woman is sitting there going, geez, I really like that guy. Why, you know, why was he so rude? Why is he being such a jerk? That's funny, dude. <laughs> the other telltale with the catfish, they want your cell phone number immediately. Uh-huh. Let's switch to WhatsApp. Let's switch offline, you know. Yeah, because I want to send you a picture that you're going to want, and it's going to have malware from Moscow, <laughs> you know, embedded in it. And so, yeah, it, that's the odd thing. If they're really good looking and immediately want to give you a phone number, which in a bar would be yeah, paid her. It's a good looking woman. Give me your cell phone number. But online. I'll tell you this, that I watched. Uh, have you ever seen the documentary Catfish no. with Neve Shulman? It so, would depress the hell out of me right now. So no. I've seen the TV show on MTV, but I've never watched the, the actual uh, movie itself. I, the movie's great. And the TV show, I'm a big fan of it. I always get smashed by my wife for watching kids shows, <laughs> you know. But uh, I watch Catfish, and there are a lot of people out there. In fact, I would say the majority uh, that are people that feel rejected and need this validation will oftentimes move to catfishing because mm-hmm. they just want to have somebody say nice things to them instead of what they just heard or you know what they're going through in life so there are a lot of real people who catfish but it's usually it's for something it's you know not a relationship yeah. sometimes i've seen on there that, uh, that they're trying to hurt other people because they've been hurt so much exactly. themselves yep that's right brewski This person did this to me, so now I'll do it to them and make them feel stupid. You know what's weird, though? These dating apps, um, they're not free. Some of them are for women. I should take that back. But like Hinge, the women have to pay, too. So someone's paying to catfish me? Like, that makes I almost, like I said to you earlier, I almost feel like some of these women are on here and they get so many uh, replies from men that it's almost just like scrolling through a social media feed, you know, with uh, people saying nice things to you. Yes. That's the other problem I've had. There's been a couple of women, Brewski, that I'll reach out with something. They match with me and say something. I reply back, and then it's just nothing. Like, I haven't even said anything that would disqualify me yet. Like, why did you even make the connection if you don't want to at least have a couple exchanges? Right. Yeah, exactly. Infuriating. Are you still off, by the way, Brewski? Are you done with dating? So I re-downloaded Tinder. 
Are you no, smiling? I, Are you showing teeth? Because I'll oh, tell God. you, that, that tip the dating coach gave us, I cannot tell you how many women comment on my main profile picture that has my freaking teeth. Yeah, absolutely. But nothing's really coming through, so whatever. Yeah, it's definitely a numbers game. but um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially, yeah. I, I told you about that one woman on there that, that had in her profile, she said, guys, if you like my, my profile, be patient. I have over 1,500 likes I have to go through. Yes, yes, you know? yes. She was and, overwhelmed. And, uh, this next one, uh, tell me if you've heard this term, and I'll give you a hint. I think this may be what just happened to me. Breadcrumbing. For what, making you just chase along? Yeah, leaving yeah. tiny little tantalizing hints of interest, little flirtations, little vague promises, just to keep things going along until they determine that they're done with you. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like exactly what just happened. Yeah, fucking Hansel and Gretel here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something I've only heard about here in modern times, and it goes against every Hollywood movie, every story of love at first sight that I've ever freaking heard of, which is so contradictory. I mean, we've all heard about love at first sight, right? That's supposed to be the one. You just feel it immediately. I love this uh, You can frown on it, but you've heard that concept, right? Oh, yeah, I've got the concept, yes. I've, <laughs> I've, sure. I've, I'm sorry. Yes, I've, I've definitely heard of the concept. Right. Yes. I mean, it's everywhere in society and movies and everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. So have you heard of love bombing? Where they, they start to just throw everything on you all at once, and it's really fast and furious. Yeah, it's basically, you know, you start dating, and it's, I love you right away. You're the one. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so in love with you. Like, that is supposed to be that Hollywood myth of love at first sight. You're the one. I'm so happy. But they're saying this is a sign of psychological damage if you actually start telling somebody all of these things too quickly. So what is it? Is it love at first sight? Or if you love someone right away, you're psychologically deranged. We already had arguments about this, don't you think? Yes. I think that it's a case-by-case basis. Because think about it. There are some people that just get so attached way too soon. And I don't know if you've ever had it happen to you. As a matter of fact, I actually had it happen to a a passenger just the other night, an Uber passenger. I got both ends of the situation. What are you, two different fares? Two different fares, but they were the people that were involved. Go ahead, tell us. So I pick up this guy in this town south of Boston. He's going back up to Boston and then basically tells me, if you speed and get me up to south Boston really fast, I'll tip you really well. So I'm like, okay. So he's talking about this chick that he's going to meet up with, and then he had to bring his buddy home who was too drunk and this, that, and the other thing. And he's talking, and he's talking with a friend on the phone. He's just like, oh man, this this girl's it. She's, you know, this this is like the most perfect situation I've ever had, and yeah. this, she's the one, and all that sort of thing, right? And so we're going so up good. there, and and he says, he says, Jameson, Jamie is her, is, his, is her name, and he's just like, I'm going to meet her at Capo up in South Boston. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm not putting it together yet. It'll come out, though. So I get him up here, drop him off, and then I'm waiting for my next fare. He gets out of my car and goes to the right, walking up the street. My fare comes from the front of my car towards me, opens my door, and gets in the car. And it's like you know, in a movie when people are going to meet with each other and, like, one person goes out one way. She's like, oh, they just missed each other. Ah. Uh. This is exactly what, what happened. So she gets in the car, and she's going, and I'm like, hey, Jamie, right? And she says, yeah. And then we're driving, and I'm like, you know, I just had a really weird trip. And she's like, why? And I said, well, the guy, I think, was doing bumps in my back seat. And she's like, what? And I'm just like, you know, doing bumps of Coke, because he kept going. Sniffing you know? it up. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, well, it's entirely possible. And I said, yeah, I picked him up in Dedham, and he's coming up here to Capo to meet up with this girlfriend and he's going on to this whole big thing. And she says, shut the F up. She's like, Nate, so-and-so. And I'm just like, what? She said, was the guy's name Nate? And I just said, yeah. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Jameson, you're Jamie. And she's like, yeah. She's like, there's no way. There's just no way at all that, that you, that you just picked up, you dropped Nate off and then you drop and you picked me up. But it turns out that I had, and so she wasn't answering his texts all that night. They had gone to the same college, kind of knew each other through other friends, reconnected about a week ago, went out on a Sunday night. He had her over for dinner two nights later. He cooks her dinner and all that sort of thing. And he's basically kind of professing his love for her. And she's like, listen, we got to slow it down and all that sort of thing. So uh, this guy, this guy was in my car talking about how this was perfect, and she's the one, and everything like that. 
And it's not even a week since he went out with her for the first time. Did you intervened in that relationship in a way that you had no idea you did it? You, you okay, changed so, the but, future. By the time I get this girl home, she's like, oh, Jason, thanks a lot for the therapy session. I really appreciate it. And, <laughs> and that sort of thing. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So here's the kicker. The next thing, she tips me $12.40. And the guy who told me he was going to tip me if I, if I got him up to Boston really fast, he yeah. didn't tip me anything at all. She got out of my car. She's like, thank you for telling. I blew up the guy's spot. I didn't know I sure. was. But I told yeah. her everything he said. That's and she's hilarious. like, she's in the backseat going, oh, I can't believe that. She's just like, he's psycho. He's he's like checking in with me all the time. He's telling me that I'm the one and all that. And I'm like, wow. So, yes, it's a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah. I mean, that's hilarious that you played that intermediary role there. But it, again, goes to what I'm talking about. Like, most women would tell you, like, I want to meet a man who just falls head over heel in love with me and says I'm the one. And then it happens. They're like, ooh, that guy's psycho. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Hollywood has led us astray is what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's case by case. You just got to go with your gut, I guess. Uh, this the next one here, I think, is kind of what I was just talking about with uh, Dottie, where she had a different color hair that I was used to. Uh, FOMO, the fear of missing out, uh, a true killer of modern dating, the constant feeling that maybe there's someone out there who's just a little bit better, a little bit better match. Maybe I do need someone who's a blonde and not a brunette. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody struggles with it, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. the modern era has made this uh, even worse. Uh, which brings to the next one here, uh, dating apps. Uh, it, it is the correct and most mainstream way to meet other people nowadays. But it's also turned dating into basically Amazon Prime. Like you said, Nick, it's just a woman treating a dating app like social media. Just next, next, next. Oh, yeah. he, I don't like the color of his eyebrow. Like You're becoming so nitpicky because you have so many humans to scroll through. That right. You're completely discounting the, the human factor, the meeting in person factor. And yeah, you got an endless pool of matches, so you just keep on going, and you don't ever slow down long enough to value a human. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, dude. It's crazy that you can scroll through like that and just not even know who you're talking to. We were talking about Gen Z uh, an episode or two ago and the fact that they don't like to make phone calls. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, I have set up so many relationships or dates without ever talking. It's all on your phone. It's all like Amazon Prime. Let me order this one. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's absolutely crazy to me. I'm telling you right now, dude, that if I was dating, I know that I'm not saying I could stay out of online dating, but it would be my goal to make it happen in person, you know? Right. Yeah. And then this last one here, I'll tell you, and Nick, you've, you've seen me doing this and you've talked me down correctly most of the times. Uh, instant gratification in the age of instant messaging, online dating apps, quick responses, the modern dating world has bred a culture of impatience where people expect immediate replies and gratification in their romantic gestures. Yeah. No, that's how many uh, women have I told you? Like it's been a day now, two days now, like she's been, she got married. She's moved on. And she's, yeah. She's done what she figured it out. I'm not yeah. exactly what I said or this, that, and the other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with every girl that you have an interest in, it's usually like waiting on pins and needles until you hear back from her. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen fast enough, your mind starts wandering these rabbit holes. It does. And it's what does, a, this it, mean? Again, what does that mean? That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah Overanalyzing. And, you know, I've learned people respond at different paces. There's two parts to this. One, yes, some people have different etiquette. Some people reply to text immediately. Others take a day and they think that's just fine. My philosophy has always been I reply to you at the same rate you reply to me. That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, the other side of it, though, as I think I've been learning of late, is some people are just sort of rude, inconsiderate, or breadcrumbing you, leading you on, and that's actually why they're taking a day or two, but you're yeah. giving them the benefit of the doubt, not understanding. They're, no, there's a reason they waited two days to reply to you. They're not serious about dating. They're not serious about you. So how are you left to analyze these limbo periods? <sighs> This sure is a bleak story. I mean, I mean, <laughs> this sure is a bleak story, dude. I don't know where you go from here. Uh, I mean, all these things play into this. It sure is bleak. I, I don't have enough. I don't have any words of encouragement for it, dude. Ouch. Yeah. 
Yeah. Here we broke Nick. Do you see what online <laughs> dating has done in yeah. this day and age? Yeah, and and Nick and Nick is is the most uh, one of the most understanding people I know too. Oh. He's empathetic, and, and even he's just like. I'm waving the white flag. I, just, <laughs> no, I, I don't got, know. I mean, there's, I it's hitting me. It's hitting Always. me from every angle, dude. I mean, if this is going great, this might not be, or this it could be this or that. I mean, it's it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Online dating does make certain aspects easier. It complicates the crap out of other aspects, though. I mean, it's it's nauseating. I told you I watched a video that was like a TED talk about this girl talking about uh, her dating experiences, what worked for her. Yeah. Um, but uh, what she was basically saying is like, uh, try and get it from the communication online to a real person, 20 minute date as fast as you possibly can. Like, don't go on for a week talking back and forth. Like, you know, uh, maybe say hello and back and forth for five minutes and then plan a date. Yeah, that sounds good in theory, but a good woman's going to think you're moving too quickly. The yeah. serial killer is going to want to meet right away. The nice guy is going to chat with me for a week. You know, yeah. with this recent breadcrumber of mine that destroyed my self-esteem for all time to come. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought talking to her like a nice normal human, like let's be, you know, build a little friendship basis here. Like maybe I should have been putting on the moves or being all, you know, a skeezy guy. So she knew yeah. I was interested because well, I kept telling Nick, I'm going to get friend zoned. And that's exactly what happened. And maybe it had you maybe moved a little quicker Maybe she would have told you on the first date that she wasn't interested in you that way, and you would have saved yourself two dates. Yeah. Exactly. I'm looking at my credit card statement the other day going, well, That's that was money case. well spent. Fuck me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've been turned down more than once in, in, in dating or with people that I've liked uh, that have said, like, you know, it's just I'm, I'm into a bad – I want a bad boy, and a bad boy I am not. Right. So, you know, like, okay, well, you want a bad boy. And then as soon as I you get a bad boy, Bad boy, you're going to be like, I just want someone who's nice to me and treats me with respect. Exactly. So I said earlier, <sighs> all these women are like, why can't I meet the good guy? Because you're filtering them out. You're spitting in their face. And then, yeah, you wonder. You wonder. Yeah, and being good is not as exciting, you know, uh, instantly, like you said. Yeah. Nope. There's so many jerks getting laid left and right. And uh, yeah, <laughs> nice guys finish last. I mean, we've heard it a zillion times over oh, yeah. because it's true. So. But I have no choice but to just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to go turn all Rico Suave all of a sudden and start trying to put moves on him or whatever. Right? You're going to tighten your bootstraps, dude, and just keep climbing the hill. Yeah. I've always felt like just let them get to know you, and that usually works for me. Yeah. And again, it did work with the breadcrumb woman here, the brap girl, but she just didn't like the way I looked. So then uh, not an option. So. Boy. Oh, yeah. Who's next? How long will the drop go on? What comes of it? You got a few plans, right? I mean, you, you've got some moves you're making on your chessboard. I guess. But again, I don't have any dates set. I have like two or three women that have been like, I'll circle back next week and we'll meet up. I'm like, eh, I haven't heard from them yet. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like we were just talking about, one of them will probably reply by the end of the day. I mean, who knows? There could be a brand new woman that is just getting out of a relationship. Maybe she's the one. <laughs> but it's nauseating. And so... I guess part of me is glad it, it is broken, Nick, because it's beaten the crap out of me. So I feel like <laughs> it's depressing you, too. Well, at least I'm not well, alone. The thing, the thing about it, though, is, is that yeah, at least you know that there are people who sympathize with you. And, and, and myself, I can empathize because I'm, I'm there with you. If you have people to support you. That's that's the really good thing. Yeah. I'll yeah. Play in the game. Hope for the best. What do you ever feel about uh, mental health wise uh, or, or for another reason? Do you ever feel like uh, you may take a break from it like Brewski has and then maybe get back into it or you just want to keep forging forward? I feel like a, it's a numbers game and B, it's. It's a time game. Like if I take months off, then what did I just miss? Or could I have planted a seed a month ago that is now finally catching up? Like I just feel like if I bench myself that nothing's happening while I'm sitting over there. Yeah. There yeah, and exactly. therein lies the FOMO, dude. 
Right. But when you're out on the field, that's where you get traumatic brain injuries and you get right. on your face. Like, so yeah, do you want to watch from the bench and be safe or do you want to get out in the game, maybe win and uh, get the cheerleader or maybe, yeah. you, you know, blow your ACL out and your career's over? Who knows? Who knows? What is your therapist going to say? What's Misty going to say? Do you have any idea what she's going to tell you or are you really <laughs> hoping to find out something profound? Oh. I, I, I would assume she will say something along the lines of, like, you know you're an attractive man. You know you've got something worth contributing. Don't let this one person get in your head like that. But Pull your pants down and be a good client. <laughs> you know, like maybe, oh, she's married. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I am curious to hear what she'll say because, uh, yeah, uh, my fear of rejection, my fear of unworthiness, these are recurring themes in my therapy. And I just had an example of it crammed down my throat this past weekend. So all I could think of, dude, is uh, George McFly, you know, like, I don't think I could take that kind of rejection. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking say it nice, dude. You're, right. you, you seem to be an all right person. Just you should have put some thought into it. So. I would assume my therapist will say something reassuring, but mentally she'll be thinking, oh, good, I've got this guy for at least another year of therapy because that's weird with him <laughs> big time. <laughs> right. Maybe Misty is paying people, dude, to keep you in therapy. Just like, I'll slip you a 10 spot or pay for your dinner. You know? dude, I've like, wondered if some of these women listening to the show are just like, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Like, let's give him some. Oh, he called that fat woman a troll monkey? Now let's I, let's crush his spirit to live. Like, Oh, my God. Did you think about that at all? Because I, I did think about it when I was like trying to reason like, I mean, what is behind this? Do you think she found the show? No. no. I, I, I mean, I don't know how she could have. I mean. I don't know. I guess I mentioned my last name eventually, but that was on date like two and a half. So, all right. I don't know. It's all possible, but that again would have been a much better answer and an easier answer. I heard your politics. I heard your stance on religion or something. Like screw you. Like that, I can accept. I offend people all the time, but uh, yeah, to just be like, my, I just, I'm, I just can't get into the way you look. Like, yeah, right. That's, that's harsh. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Dating's fun. Here we go. All right. Well. I just wish you guys both good luck, dude. I'm here for you, and uh, hopefully something will land soon for the both of you. I appreciate that. Can Rachel get some more friends or something? Like, how can, uh, why, why is no one referring business over my way? Well, well we, there's quite a distance, <laughs> but uh, I, Rachel gave a friend a brewski at one point and tried to kind of match make a little bit. I guess it didn't end up working to be a match made in heaven. Well, but. yeah, you know what it was is that, I think that I just wasn't the kind of guy that she was really into. And the reason why I say that is because, so this particular person went to undergraduate at BU at Boston yeah. university. And so I used to work for the radio station here in town. The, the radio station had a, a night at a local nightclub. And I would work that event quite often in part because it was, I was getting paid and, I got to hang out at this at this bar and yeah, and it was an, an opportunity to meet women and that sort of thing. But she was just kind of like, oh, it's so, it's so nasty on Lansdowne Street, and it was just a lot of things that just kind of weren't like yeah. just weren't jiving. That just that not, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have fun conversation, friendly, and that sort of thing. Yeah, but, just yeah, wasn't a makes, match. That makes some amount of sense. But this whole like I'm jiving with you on every level there is, like, <laughs> but no. Yeah. Uh, my point is, Nick, uh, it, g give your wife a big hug tonight and just uh, keep watering that flower because, yeah, you do not want to be back out here. Yeah, I don't, dude. I don't. You've convinced me. You both have convinced me. I don't want anything to do with it. I do appreciate your backup and support, though, being my wingman because I can't go through this alone. So, <laughs> yeah, no, please keep your uh, will to live for me just intact, just enough course. to get through this. Of course, dude. This was the first one where when you said it to me, I was speechless for a second just because I don't know what to say, dude. I, I mean, that's shitty. You know that already. Like That wow. was a depressing realization, by the way, because normally, Brewski, Nick's got some optimistic spin on things or some silver lining. But I told Nick the story, and he was just like, oh, wow, that's not okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Did she really do that well, to you? Like, you're well, joking, I, right? No. I, th I think the other thing, though, too, is, is that when it's somebody that you care about, that you that you love, you, you know, it's a family member or, or in this case here, you know, a best friend sort of thing, I think it, it hits you harder um, because you, you can hear these catfish stories and you can say, oh, geez, that sucks. But it doesn't yeah. hit you the same way. But when it's somebody that, that, that you actually 
love and 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 someone that, that is that close to you, it, it hits a lot harder. Sure. You're not the one that, that had it happen to, but you feel like you do if you, I, you are. I felt like a mom. Her, you know, my son yeah. was calling to tell me this. Like I, yeah. wow, dude, that's you got kicked. I don't. You did. It's been the yeah. theme of my life of late. People that hear my life story are just like, "Ooh, I feel terrible for you," and I'm so sick of being that person that people feel bad for. So, oh yeah. But uh, you know, the year's just started. Something's got to be waiting for me out there. So yeah, we always a pegged, puppy. We pegged 2024 to be a good, full-grown dog, dude. So <laughs> let's wait and see what happens. Yep. In the meantime, find us on the interwebs, not on dating apps, please. Find us at thebulkminority.net. <laughs> And all of our beautiful social media accounts so you can see my hideous, ugly face. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. And goodbye from The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. Please, Bruski. Auf Wiedersehen. And we say bye-bye.